Hello, hello, and welcome to the Healthy Be Human podcast. My name is Callie. I'm your podcast host, and I am so excited to have you here today listening to today's show. Whether it's your first time listening or your hundredth time listening, wow, I'm just so glad to have you here, part of this community. If you love the show, be sure to leave a rating. It helps us reach more people and spread more love and light into the world. And yeah, okay, so you guys, I'm so excited because we have a guest on today's show. It is going to be all about cycle syncing your foods, seed cycling, how to balance your hormones, all those things. And you guys, I am so excited for you to listen to this episode. Oh my gosh. But before we do that, we always like to do a little self-check-in because I think self-check-ins are so key to just take a moment to press pause on our busy days and just see how we're doing inside and out. So wherever you are, if you're walking, if you're driving, if you're working, I want you to just take a big deep inhale through your nose, fill up your lungs with lots of love, lots of confidence into your body. And then on your exhale, just slowly open your mouth side out, letting go of anything that's holding you back, any tension, let it go. Okay. Now I want you to ask yourself on your next inhale, how am I feeling today on a scale of one to 10? 10 being amazing, one being not so hot. Okay, now I want you to ask yourself, okay, why do I feel like this number on the scale? Did something happen in my day? Did nothing happen? Just start to pinpoint the why behind it. And now I want you to ask yourself, what is something that I can do today to boost this number up one more number on the scale? So maybe you're at a nine right now. How can you get yourself to be that 10? If you're a 10, how can you get yourself to 11? How can you break the scale? Okay, now I want you to ask yourself, have I drink water in the past 30 minutes? If you haven't, I invite you to grab a nice cup of refreshing water. I'm going to grab my big cup of water. I just filled it up before recording this. And we're going to chug on three, two, one. All right, hydrated queens, let's go. Now I want you to ask yourself, have I stood up in the past 60 minutes? If you haven't stood up, I want you to stand up, shake out the legs, shake out the arms, get the blood flowing, and resume. Also, you guys, I ordered a desk treadmill, and I am so excited because the standing up game is going to change. It's coming on the 10th, I think, so one more week until my treadmill gets here, and I'll keep you posted on how that goes. Anyways, now, I want you to ask yourself, have I given myself one compliment today. One of my favorite things to do is to look at myself in the mirror and be like, Callie, I love your eyes. Whatever. Tell yourself a compliment right now if you haven't already. Hype yourself up like a best friend. Cool. I hope you're feeling loved. Hope you're feeling all that self-love. Now I want you to ask yourself, what is something that I am holding myself back from doing? Maybe it's a little fear in your life. Maybe it's something that you're resisting because you know you need it. Just think about that thing. And now I want you to ask yourself, what is the first step I can take today to do that thing, to get closer to doing that thing? For me, I was resisting taking a surf lesson for so long, you guys. you If you've been listening to the show, you probably probably already know this. I was really, really terrified to surf. And I finally just took the first step and I signed up for a surf lesson and it was amazing. So I challenge you to do the thing that you've been resisting today. Take the first step. 
Okay, I hope you're feeling so chucked in with yourself, so present, and just have more awareness as to what you can do today to make yourself feel a little bit better and take the steps forward to becoming the best version of you. And you guys, speaking of the best version of you, I'm so excited because I finally launched our long-awaited spring growth Pilates program on Sweaty Studio. If you didn't already know this, Sweaty Studio is my business. It's an online Pilates studio and app where I have monthly programs, I have weekly schedules, and cycle syncing plans, and so many workouts for all of the levels that you can do pretty much anywhere and everywhere. You guys, this challenge is all about growing inside and growing your strength on the outside. So I incorporated meditations. You have a weekly meditation for every week, three different levels, beginner, intermediate, and advanced to make sure you can work with your body, not against it. And it is just all about spring. So shedding those winter layers that are not holding you or not bringing you into the best version of yourself, shedding them and then springing forward into becoming that best you with all of that just energized, amazing energy, all that confident energy. So if you want to join me, I will put in the show notes how you can sign up. You can go to spicyo.com and I have a programs tab where you can click it and you'll see the spring challenge right in front of you. It's going to be so fun. We have so many different queens all around the world joining it. And I have a little group chat too. So if you want to have some extra accountability, you can join that when you sign up. You'll get a link for that. Anyways, you guys, I have so many updates, one of which was the challenge I just told you about. I've been working my butt off all last week to finish this challenge. And I am so proud of it, you guys. It is, okay, I'm gonna be totally honest with you because honesty is key on this podcast. I procrastinated it and last week was filming week. I hadn't filmed meditations for it yet. I knew I wanted to do the meditations, but I hadn't filmed them. And also I hadn't filmed some of the workouts for it. And you guys, I also hadn't taken photos for the challenge promo stuff. Anyways, I was feeling very overwhelmed and not to mention I was getting my period. Like I got my period yesterday. So I was, I was about to take my period. And typically the week before my period, I find myself just being like really all over the place. I find myself in that emotional roller coaster and I was I was not feeling very confident. I was feeling kind of bloated. I was feeling low energy and I took a couple days. Me and John went to the beach to film and I couldn't film. I started crying because I felt really insecure and I just kind of shut down. It was really brutal. So for a couple of days it was like that and then I think I had this realization on Saturday. I was like, you know what? I am not going to let insecurity ruin and kill my sparkle. I am going to take this head on and I'm going to bring my confidence back. So I said affirmations out loud and affirmations, as you know, if you do my workouts, there's something that's really, really important to me and has truly changed my life. I mean, affirmations is you're speaking this positivity and you're declaring things over your life. Like I am confident in who I am. Like that's powerful. So I just started saying affirmations and I would say, I, I would deal with the stuff I was feeling head on, like the insecurities. And I was like, I am enough because God made me enough. And that's really powerful saying that aloud. So anyways, this challenge was definitely a roller coaster to create it, but I am really, really proud of all the hurdles I overcame to make it. And I am so proud of the final product and it, it's so good. Anyways, that was a big part of my week last week. I think also an update was I was getting my period. And as you know, we talk about all things on this podcast. And one of those things is hormonal health. And something that I did not, and I learned, it's a learning lesson I had last week, is that I need to make sure I'm working with my body in my business. So 
if I know I'm getting my period, assert like let's say I'm getting my period the same time every month, which I typically am. Um, the week before leading up, I need to make sure that week is very light. I need to make sure that week is when I'm not launching something or building something because that's the week that I find my energy tends to drop. So I learned a lot about just working with my body last week and I feel really, really empowered this week and just really excited about all the stuff I learned. And that's just something else I want to remind you of. If you're feeling down or you're feeling discouraged, take it as a learning opportunity. I know sometimes in the moment it feels hard to hear that, but I will say that last week when I was kind of like in the thick of it, I did, I did realize like, you know what? Like I can let this keep happening to me. I can let myself continue to feel really sad or really discouraged, whatever, or I can fight it. So I started to fight it and I'm really proud of myself for overcoming it. So anyways, I'm trying to say you can overcome whatever you're going through. I promise. I know sometimes life throws some pretty intense stuff at us, but I know that you, my queen, can get through it and you can ride out that wave and you are stronger than whatever it is that is holding you down. So on a lighter note, you guys, I just, I'm so proud of you. And also after all the challenge building stuff, I took a Sabbath. I take Sabbaths every Sunday. I realized part of being a business owner, the importance of taking a break. I mean, this is for anyone, business owner or not, college student, high school student, if you're working a nine to five, whatever. Make sure you have a day every week where you're taking a break. I think our society pushes a grind culture on us. And something I learned is the importance of taking a day to just kind of unplug, to rest, to be present, to slow down. And it has been making a huge difference all my life. So this is my reminder to you to unplug and to make sure you give yourself that little break. Okay, other updates. I've been touring wedding venues and we still have not found one yet that we, we found a bunch. We have like kind of two that were like between, but it's been a process figuring out wedding stuff too. So that's the update. I'll give you more next week. But you guys, I I think that's enough of all the updates I have for you. But I'm so excited to get into today's episode. I feel like I'm like, I don't know. I feel like I'm talking so fast because I'm so excited to get into the show today. You guys, we have a guest on the show. And it's so fun because last week we actually did a little podcast swap. So I talked on her podcast, Period Chats, all about cycle syncing your workouts and all that jazz. And then on our show today, we have Kate Morton, founder of Fungo Wellness and podcast host of Period Chats, talking about cycle syncing your foods. So let's get into this and welcome our guest onto the podcast, Kate. Thank you so much for having me. It's like the perfect way to kick off my week on Monday. So my name's Kate. I'm a registered dietitian. I've got a master's degree in human clinical nutrition. I live in Austin, Texas, and I'm also the founder of Funk It Wellness. Um, I am obsessed with hormone health and periods and food and all things just really falling in line with your body. So I'm really excited to be here today and dive into all of those things. And I know you and I have both have had a lot of personal learnings when it comes to food and exercise and our cycles. So I'm sure we'll get into that in a little bit. I love it so much. Also, for anyone who is listening, we did. We're doing like a little bit of a podcast swap. So last week, I talked about cycle syncing your workouts on Kate's podcast. So be sure to go check that out as well. But I was we were, when we were chatting, I was like, oh my gosh, you have to come on my podcast because I would love, I was like kind of chatted about how I cycle sync my foods and stuff, but I obviously, I'm not a nutritionist and I, w- I really want to hear more of like kind of the science and everything behind it. So I would love to hear kind of like your own personal experience. Like what got you so interested in cycle syncing in the first place? 
Yeah. So it's one of those things that it's crazy. You know, being a dietitian, you go to school for like, I went to school for six years. I did 1200 hours of internships. I was working in hospitals and I was initially a pediatric pulmonary dietitian. So working with little kids who were having, um, mostly who had cystic fibrosis. And so I really never thought I would be in the hormone area. I've been on birth control pretty much my entire life. So I actually like, this is going to sound crazy. I didn't even know there were four phases to the menstrual cycle until I was like 24, 25 which is common. And like the more people I talked to, I was like, oh my gosh. So I moved to New Zealand. I was having, I had that implant of birth control on my arm called Nexplanon. Yeah, I've heard that. Oh, it, it, for me personally, it was a nightmare. I bled like every day for two years, like just like spotting. Like it wasn't like a full period, but like talk about like not feeling good about yourself. Like just feeling like you're on your period basically for two years. Oh my um, gosh. I had a lot of issues with it. And I got off. like So I wanted to get off of it in the US. They were like, no, just stick it out. We'll see. And then my five years was up and I was in New Zealand and they took it out. And I was really excited because I was like, I'm going to be this holistic goddess. I'm going to be all in touch with my like hormones and my body. And it's going to be incredible. Well, all those issues that I had ignored and why I got on birth control, cramps, acne, bloating, mood swings, all came rushing back. And so first off, my period didn't come back for six months. So I was like, freaking out. I didn't ovulate for six months. And then when it did come back, it was debilitating. And so I was like, okay, I'm a dietitian. I should be able to like figure this out. And I was talking to other clients and friends and I noticed everybody was having the same issues. And then I did a bunch of research and found out nine out of 10 people, like if you have a period, you're having some kind of life altering symptom. That's nine out of 10 people, you know, women, you know, are dealing with this every single month, 25 to 50% of their month is altered. It's an insanity. That's crazy. So I started like doing a deep dive and my acne was really bad. And like, I still have some scarring and stuff, but like, it was like ear to ear, like painful. Like when I would put my head on the pillow, it would be like sore and I couldn't sleep. So I was seeing a dermatologist in New Zealand and they recommended, they were like, hey, you should cut out dairy and try seed cycling. And I was like, what? That is, what is seed cycling? And then like three friends were like, yeah, seed cycling. And I was like, okay. And then I had a friend in Austin who was like, yeah, you should try seed cycling. And so I was like, okay, I'll try seed cycling. I totally was like the biggest skeptic. I didn't think it was going to work. Sure enough, after three months, my acne was healing up. My period had gone from 60-day cycles to 45-day cycles. Now I have a 29-day cycle. Um, I ovulate regularly every month. I occasionally have a breakout, but it's nothing like I was about to go on Accutane. That's like why I was seeing that doctor. So it was just a big wake up call for me that there was so much more to the connection. But that's a long way of saying I figured out there was so much more between the connection and our food and our hormones and our lifestyle. And I kind of felt like how have we not been told this super important piece of information that's relevant for over half of the population. Like, how are we supposed to thrive if we don't have all the information? And I just like jumped in and never looked back. And that's when I started Funkit. And yes, we have physical products, but my main goal and like our mission at our company is that everyone who has a period has the education that they need to thrive. And it's just one of those things. It's like, can you believe that we aren't taught this in school, that we're not taught how to do exercise and food with our cycles? Like, why is it so gatekept? It's crazy. It's actually insane. And I want to know, when was that that you went to the doctor in New Zealand? Like, what year was that? 
So that would have been, I moved back in 20, that would have been in like 2017. Okay, New Zealand's like woke. <laughs> They're so far ahead. It's just like insane, like how far ahead they are. And all the things that like they do so much that's more holistic and preventative. And, you know, it was interesting because he was like, okay, you can go on this medication for sure, but I want you to try everything else first. Like even just a tip mm. about cutting out dairy, like I can have dairy now. Like I've worked a lot on healing my gut since then, but I don't know. Like I just thought it was so cool. I learned so much living there and also like nothing's in plastic and there's not endocrine and endocrine disruptors in the water. Like it's just like hormone health is actually talked about a lot more over there. That's so cool. What actually brought you to New Zealand? So it was, I was like, I just finished up my residency at the hospital and I, so I was like graduating grad school and my husband got offered a job in New Zealand. We were on a run one day and he was like, I want to move to New Zealand. And I had just gotten back <laughs> from Argentina and I was like, let's go. And then I found out they were like, he got an email like the next day after just out of the blue, he was working Stop. at KPMG, got an email the next day and they were like, hey, you probably won't get this job because you're too junior, but we want you to apply for it since you're interested in international travel. It just turned out that they needed someone at his level and he got the job and we literally moved like three months later. It That's was insane. insane. That's so cool. I love it. Oh my God. I lived there for two years. It was so <gasps> cool. Oh, that's so, that's amazing. I've always wanted to go to New Zealand. It looks actually beautiful. So I'm so glad you got the opportunity and I'm so glad you got the, we went to an actual dermatologist who told you, hey, there's more, there's more out there than just popping another pill and putting a little bandaid over it. So I would love to hear more about um, anyone who isn't familiar with seed cycling, more about how that actually works and kind of how people can start doing that. Yeah. Seed cycling is the coolest thing because it's real food. And so as a dietitian, something that I, how I always approach when we're looking at problems is it's multifactorial, but food, we are meant to eat food. We are meant to consume food and our bodies know what to do with it. So what seed cycling is, is it looks at your cycle as a whole and it breaks it in half. We're going to be focusing on estrogen support and progesterone support. So on the first day of your period, all the way to when you ovulate, which is usually about midway through your cycle, you're going to be having one tablespoon of organic flax seeds and one tablespoon of organic pumpkin seeds. And those are going to have omega-3s, magnesium, zinc, um, phytoestrogens, all of that is supporting estrogen and getting you ready for ovulation because ovulation is actually the main event of our cycle because if you don't ovulate, you're not going to be having a period. So where you may think your period's late, it's actually late ovulation. So we really want to support that holistically and through nutrition. Zinc is also really important for cell multiplication. And we don't think about this, but an egg is a giant cell. It's the largest cell in the human body. So you want to support healthy ovulation after you ovulate. So you will have like confirmed ovulation either if you do temperature tracking, cervical mucus, or just on your app. Then you're going to switch to one tablespoon of organic sesame seeds and one tablespoon of organic sunflower seeds. Those are rich in vitamin E and vitamin B6, which they're clinically proven to be PMS busters, um, especially for breast tenderness and mood swings. Those are going to be huge. You've got mm -hmm. magnesium again. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? That's like so cool. Actually, a lot of research. And when it comes to B vitamins, the research on PMS and B vitamins shows us that you need to be getting them through food. They did a study that showed like if you take a B vitamin 
supplement that's like um, artificial or synthetic made in a lab versus consuming them through real foods. The group that consumed the B vitamins through real foods had a 35% reduction in PMS, but the group that had them with like a synthetic vitamin they got at the store actually saw more PMS symptoms. Wait, what? So it's really interesting when we're looking at our bodies is they're really smart. They know how to break down and get things through real food. So that's the B6 and the vitamin E and those two seeds, incredible for that PMS phase. You've also got selenium, which is really important for thyroid support. A lot of people don't realize when we're talking about hormones, we're actually also talking about our endocrine system, which the thyroid falls under that. And that's where blood sugar balance is important. And it's this whole big connected system. Um, Additionally, you've also, you've got the selenium, you've got magnesium, you've got vitamin E, you've got vitamin B6. And you've still got a little bit of those omega-3s and phytoestrogens. So it's really supporting progesterone. The other thing I want you guys to think about when you're thinking about your cycle, think of it as a relay race. If you're watching a relay race on the track, you want to see a seamless handoff of a baton and then the race can continue. When you see people fumble, it's like painful and slow and everything's off course. Your hormones are the same way. We want estrogen seamlessly handing off to progesterone and then that cycle starting over again that's where those nutrients also come in and support specifically phytoestrogens that's so interesting i wow i've started taking supplements because i got my um what's it called blood panel done and they were like yeah you're low in all this stuff so i didn't realize that taking the actual vitamins may not actually help with i mean the pms stuff like you were saying the vitamin b that really stuck out to me because i take a vitamin b and I still struggle with having painful periods. And I, I know there's still something there that, cause I was on birth control for so long too. And I've done a lot of, a lot of hormone balancing and healing since I've gotten off it, but still it's not quite there yet. And I'm going to have to, I haven't done seed cycling before. I've, I've heard about it, but I haven't ever done it. Um, so I have to try it for sure. But I want to know when you take the actual seeds, how do you, do you like grind them up? Like how do you typically eat them or incorporate them into your diet? That's such a good question. So when I first started seed cycling on my own, you know, I was buying it at the grocery store, bringing it home, grinding it up. And it's a big process. And something else I didn't realize is seeds are super packed with nutrition. If you think about it, they're like the placenta of the plant. Like that's all that the plant needs to grow is out of the seed. That's why they're so nutrient dense. But that shell that's around them is keeping all those nutrients in. And if you just eat them whole, most likely you're just going to poop them out. That's like the truth. So they're great fiber but they're not necessarily getting the nutrients. So you do need to grind them. But here's the tricky part. You need to grind them and then eat them very quickly. And this actually took us a long time. Being a dietitian, I wanted to make sure if we were bringing a product to market that it was actually a good product. Yeah. Um, so we found a process. We grind them without any heat, which is really important. So no heat. You're not losing any nutrient quality. They get blended and then they get put in the bag, sealed up, and they go directly out to the customer so that you're getting really fresh seeds. If you're grinding them at home, you're going to want to put them in an opaque container and put them in the freezer. Interesting. Okay. So tell me more about the process of actually making your products. Like how did you, how long did it take you to develop the product and do all the different trials and tests to make sure it actually works? Oh my gosh. It took me forever. I'm like the biggest pain. I was the biggest pain in the butt because I just, because here's my thing, like being a dietitian, so many of my clients would come to me with, I had a private practice for a while, buckets of supplements. They were spending 
so much money, hundreds of dollars a month on these supplements that were crap. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, if I'm going to make something, it's going to be good. And so it took me forever. We also launched in August of 2020. So pandemic, supply chain issues. No, No one was leaving their house, like all of these crazy things. And so what was really important for me I spent a long time sourcing the farms we were going to use because I didn't understand a lot about our food system and I still am not an expert in this. But one thing I did realize is that when you're buying something from the grocery store, it could be it could have a shelf life. So technically, like these seeds have 18 month shelf lives. But if you look at the quality of nutrients, it really starts to decline well before that 18 month mark. So when you're buying something from the grocery store, it could have been sitting on that shelf for who knows how long, or it could have been sitting in a hot truck or traveling all across the world or the country. So for us, we source our seeds all from the US or Europe. So it's a low transit time. That took a long time to find. B Corp <laughs> certified farms, because that was important to me. And then also farms that do the nutrient testing on their seeds. So we could actually see like what the nutritional values were. And then the process of working with the manufacturer to grind them and have them packaged and sent to the customer immediately. It took a long time. And I think the thing is, is we wanted to think of everything for our customers because I use these products too. My friends and family use these products. Like I want something that's the best. And so that's a long way of saying it took a long time. Something that is very near and dear to my heart is talking about hormonal health on this podcast. I remember the first time I got my period, it was right before leaving for figure skating practice and let me tell you, everything about it was miserable. I bawled my eyes out the entire car ride wondering if I would ever stop feeling like this. Okay, a little dramatic, I know, but I felt similar emotions last year when I continued to struggle with hormonal acne, up and down moods, and painful periods. After doing lots of research, I realized as women, we are never taught in school that painful periods aren't normal. In fact, your body could be signaling to you that your hormone levels are off and need some support. That's where Hormone Harmony steps in. Hormone Harmony is your complete natural hormone support for women that adapts to the body's unique needs and can help maintain optimal hormone levels, relieve occasional bloating and mild mood swings while improving sleep quality and supporting weight management. Trusted by over 1.2 million customers, Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. Have you ever heard of maca root extract? I've loved maca for a while now because it has been shown to provide sustained energy, relieve mild mood swings, and support a healthy desire and drive. Okay, what about ashwagandha extract? This ingredient in Hormone Harmony has been shown to help the body adapt to stress and support cortisol levels, which is so key the week before your period. Another ingredient that really sticks out to me is Chase Tree Berry Extract, which has been shown to relieve monthly symptoms of PMS like bloating, cramps, acne, breast tenderness, and the pre-period sad girl hour that we probably already all know at this point. And the biggest benefit of taking Hormone Harmony, in over 17,000 reviews for Hormone Harmony, Feeling like myself again is what women mentioned over and over. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code Callie at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code Callie for 15% off today. 
You may have heard me talk about this before, but something I've been prioritizing in 2024 is taking small actions each day to improve at least 1% in my physical, mental, and spiritual health. One of those daily healthy habits I've been loving is taking care of my gut with Seed's DS01 Daily Symbiotic. I first started taking Seed way back in 2019 when I was having all sorts of painful gastrointestinal issues and was getting no answers from my doctor. During this time, I dove into the world of holistic health and learned how important a healthy gut microbiome is for the rest of the body to thrive and feel amazing. So I started consistently taking a daily probiotic for the first time ever and experienced significant ease in my bloating. My digestion became healthy and regular and I noticed an increase in my energy levels and mood. One of the many things I love about seed is how easy it is to fit seed into my daily routine. No refrigeration is needed and the free travel vial from the welcome kit allows you to take DSO-1 on the go, which we love especially with summer travels right around the corner. As you know, I'm currently pregnant and I'm super cautious about what different things I'm putting into my body, so I definitely feel reassured taking DSO-1 over other probiotics because of their rigorous scientific testing and 24 clinically and scientifically studied strains. Trust your gut with Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic. Go to seed.com slash Cali and use code 25Cali to get 25% off your your first month. That's 25% off your first month of Seed's DS01 Daily Symbiotic at seed.com slash Cali, code 25Cali. Wow, that's impressive, honestly, because I I mean, I have a business too, so I mean, I don't have get products. It. I don't have products yet, but I've I've started looking at how to start making products and oh my gosh, it is a whole world out there. So I applaud you for sticking with it and actually finding quality quality places to source your ingredients and foods from because I know it's I mean it's easy to take the easy way out and the quicker way out. So I have like good job for really really taking the time and energy and effort to like make quality products because there's a lot of companies out there that don't do that. So I know that the food scientist we worked with at one point, he was like, I mean, we could just do this. And I was like, no, 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 no. We're going to get there. I promise it's yeah. going to be okay. Like we're going to get there and we're going to launch. And we did. And I'm glad that we took the time to, you know, do all those things. It's all long-term thinking into the day. Like you can have the short-term mindset, but if you have the short-term mindset and you create something that's not quality, it's going to have a long-term effect. So it's really important to take the time and effort to really put the energy into finding stuff that's going to actually give you a quality product. Okay. So I just want to know, let's backtrack a little bit for anyone who is really, really new to the world of hormone balancing, cycle sinking, seed cycling, all this stuff. And they just have absolutely no idea what even the phases are. And they're so new. What is something you would tell that person who's getting started? So I would tell you, I've been exactly where you are. And I know the feeling of wanting to change everything at once and feeling overwhelmed. So I think for me, step one was just tracking my cycle because I think that's something that I always thought like I had no control over. And then I started tracking and I realized how much more power I had. I'm like, oh, I know exactly what's going on. And then start taking notes. How are you feeling? Like if you can sit down and take a note every day, just like even one word in your period tracker of how you felt that day, do that for like two or three months. You might see some really interesting patterns and you might already be doing some of this stuff intuitively. So you can write down like how you were feeling, what exercise you did and foods you were craving. I found that I was actually doing some of this intuitively. So first track your cycle, start taking notes, and then I'll give you guys a little overview of the cycle and then we can get more in the details as we move through the podcast. So the first day of your cycle is your period. And so I think that 
I didn't know that. I thought the whole menstrual cycle was just your period. I thought those were like the same thing. They're not. So phase one, your period, when you're bleeding, your hormones are actually the lowest. So don't let anyone tell you you're like emotional on your period or hormonal on your period. Your hormones are actually the lowest at this time. After you stop bleeding, you go into the follicular phase and estrogen's rising and you have more energy. This can be compared to like your new spring. Um, your periods compared to winter follicular phase is like spring. Might be feeling really social, creative. Then um, this is also a great time for like complex carbs and um, fresh foods. You want more cooked foods on your period that are rich in iron. Then we're going into follicular phase. We're going to have more fresh foods. Ovulation is when you have a testosterone spike and an LH spike and the eggs released. You're only fertile, like your eggs only live for like 24 hours. Your fertile window is about six days. After that, you're going to go into your luteal phase, but that can be broken up into two. So after you ovulate, you still have high hormones and you still might be having a lot of energy, but progesterone starting to take over. This is like your chill hormone. And then you may feel a big energy drop about a week before your period. That's when your hormones start to drop. We both had this last week when we were recording. We were like, wait, we just experienced our luteal phase drop. And then <laughs> it's like, and you know, you we've all experienced it. You might be like doing something and then all of a sudden you're like, I am exhausted. And then your cycle starts yep. all over again. So that's kind of what's going on. And if you find like a good app, like Clues, an app that I know has really good education on it. And like you can put in there like where you are and it'll actually tell you what phase you're in. I use natural cycles. Yeah. Um, I use flow and flow is another good one. I have flow premium, which has like all these different resources on it, which I really like too. Um, but that's super cool. And I also, I'm, I was just thinking back to when we were both like, oh my gosh, we had our energy drop that same day. And I mean, for years, I was always like so hard on myself because the week before my period, I was an emotional roller coaster. And I felt that energy decrease. And I was like, why am I so tired? Like all this coffee isn't doing anything for me. And then I later learned I need to rest and work with my body here. So that's so cool. I would love to hear more about in terms of actually eating with your cycle. I have my own testimony myself of learn. So I, I don't know if you, you probably are familiar with this, but during the luteal phase, um, I started getting acid reflux every single month, the exact same time. And I thought for years I had a food allergy. So I later learned my fiance actually shout out John, cause he's a cycle thinking guru. I've, I've educated him all about my cycle since he wait he's gonna love my husband because my husband will ask me like he'll tell me oh we're in our lydial phase we're having pumpkin we're having yes! sesame and sunflower and we need to eat more sweet potatoes and more protein like he is like in it like I he love it. loves it no john is so funny he's always like okay well i guess i'm gonna get my period because i've been cycle syncing my foods this month i'm like you're so adorable but he I love he, it he figured out this pattern that every month I got acid reflux at the exact same time. And he was like, Callie, I think this might be hormonal. And so I figured out through, I started taking, um, I don't know if you, do you know Maddie Miles? She lives in yeah, Austin. Yeah, she lives in Austin. Yeah. So I'm friends with Maddie and I asked her, I was like, hey, do you, do you know what this is? Like this happens every month, whatever. She's like, you need to take ginger. So I started taking ginger and then I also started really eating for my cycle and focusing on the foods I was eating really leading up to that luteal phase. And it this month, I did not get acid reflux and it was the first time in years. So cycle seeing your foods works and I would love to hear more about it. <laughs> it's incredible. And like also like how different your metabolism is throughout the month. So you hear all about like metabolic health and metabolisms and like we're not taking into consideration 
our cycles. And so here's another thing. If you look at research on diet, most of it is done on men and postmenopausal women, which I know we talked about when you came on my podcast is like fitness too. Yeah. With fitness, with food, with all of these things that you're being recommended. And so I'm here to tell you like, you're not crazy. Your cravings and your different hunger levels throughout the month are a real thing. So let's just break it down on your period you obviously like you're bleeding, you're losing blood. This is like your body's a little bit inflamed. You're tired. You're shedding an organ. You're going to want to really focus on warm foods. So your digestive system is a little bit slower in the luteal phase and on your period. You might also experience something called period poops where like if you ever start your period and then you can't stop going to the bathroom, that's caused by prostaglandins and inflammation. So we're really going to want to focus on anti-inflammatory foods on our period. Ginger tea is amazing. Raspberry leaf tea, peppermint tea, all going to be amazing. Iron-rich foods and vitamin K-rich foods are really important. Um, And if you're plant-based, you're going to want to make sure to also increase your vitamin C at this time because that's going to help you absorb that iron better. So that's helping to like replace blood loss. And then the cooked and the nourishing foods are great because your digestive system gets a break and it can actually better absorb those nutrients. So that's what we're going to want to do on our period. Then moving into your follicular phase, just like your energy picks up, so does your digestion. This is an amazing time for complex carbs. So like I always think like kale, sweet potatoes, you know, even like people like really crave tofu at this time, pumpkin and flax seeds, which is like what you're also going to be having on your period, really important citrus fruits, all of these things like fresh salads going to be really great when you ovulate. But as we're leading up to ovulation, you also want to focus on making sure we're getting rid of excess estrogen fiber binds to estrogen and actually excretes it through the, through the digestive system. So estrogen dominance is really common. And that's like, if you have like painful, um, like cyclical, painful breasts and like fibro, like fibrotic breasts where they're like really hard, um, cramps, prostaglandins, all those things are linked to excess estrogen. So, um, cruciferous veggies are also going to be really important at this time because they bind with estrogen and help to get it out. Um, sweating also great. So like, doing sweaty workouts, going to the sauna, all these things help to support our liver, which also processes estrogen. So that's that like during your follicular phase, um, then ovulation, you want to kind of continue just like with exercise. I kind of group them very similarly together. The hormones are the same. And the biggest focus is making sure we're keeping our estrogen levels balanced so we can enter into our luteal phase. Once you enter into your luteal phase, your temperature rises between like 0.1 and half a degree. This increases your basal body temp. Your metabolism increases too. So you, on average, it's between 100 and 300 extra calories per day that you're burning. So there's a reason you're hungry. There's a reason you like want more food. Also, our blood sugar is slightly more unstable in our luteal phase. So what that means is you're having bigger blood sugar swings and fluctuations. So you're going to want to increase your protein and increase your snacks. So you want to make sure you're eating plenty in between your meals, having fat, fiber, and protein at each meal. And then also your digestion is slowing down again. So we're going to want to go back to those cooked foods. And then the whole thing starts over again. I love it. So that was awesome. Super cool rundown. I would love to hear what are some of your favorite meals that you personally cook and eat during each of the phases? So 
I love this question because it's so funny how different my cravings are like in each phase. And so on my period, I really like crock pot meals or like Instapot meals, something that's easy that I can like put on all day and that'll cook. I'm like a sucker for I really like this like lemon orzo chicken soup that I make so good. It has like parsley in it. So it's like really good for digestion. So like lemon chicken orzo soup that cooks in the crock pot like all day is like my favorite. And then you can also do it with um, like chicken bone broth. Instead of doing like a chicken broth, do like a bone broth because it has even more nutrients in it. That's my favorite on my period. Into my follicular phase, I love this be- – it's like a beautifully dressed kale salad that has grapefruit in it, and then it also has like a teriyaki chicken on top, but I usually switch that for tofu. I eat more plant-based in like my follicular phase because that's like what I crave is more plant-based protein. Same. So like – yeah, isn't it funny how that happens? Luteal phase, I'm like craving beef. It's the weirdest thing. So like I eat a lot of like plant-based protein in my follicular phase and then like lots of like big, yummy, fresh salads and fresh veggies. Ovulatory phase, pretty similar. I do start to notice that like increase though and like I'm starting to crave meat again Yeah. once I hit ovulatory phase. Then I hit luteal phase and I like crave animal protein. I crave (laughs) eggs. So I will like always have eggs in the morning and they've got vitamin D in them. They've got um, choline in them. They've got all these amazing things that we need. So I like switch over and start doing eggs. And then I will crave like beef tacos in my luteal phase. It's like something that I like always want. So that's something. And then another, like, I really like the hue chocolate. Oh, right, so- how do you say that? Hue, who? I say hue. It's so good. I get their like almond butter dark chocolate and I have that like after dinner in my luteal phase which I just love and I get really into herbal tea in my luteal phase as well I love it I was in I was like I don't know peppermint tea is do you have peppermint tea before your period like is that part of cycle syncing that I crave it before my period craving peppermint tea helps I I had so much peppermint tea like right before my period. I was craving it. It was I was craving that and then sliders, like beef sliders. Like what is happening? Like I usually don't crave beef like this, but I've been noticing every month. Like now that I'm very in tune with my body, it's like beef. Um, I have like I think fish is something I crave a lot in my ovulatory. I really like salmon, salmon. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then like you in my follicular, I'm like yogurt bowls in the morning, salads all day. Like I love like the fresh fruits. So that's so funny that you're the same way because I've noticed that same trend as well. It's really cool. And your blood sugar like is more stable in your follicular phase. So you can do like a lot more of those, you know, less high in protein meals. Protein's still important throughout your entire cycle. And a lot of women don't get enough protein, period. Also, collagen's really great to throw in in your luteal phase. Like it's a great way to like boost it. And one thing I didn't say, no coffee on an empty stomach in any phase. Why? It is going to – so when you wake up, what wakes you up in the morning – and I'm not a sleep expert. So if you have a sleep expert on, they can like explain this more. But what wakes you up is your cortisol comes up, which is your stress hormone. It's great. That's a natural response. We need that to wake up. Yeah. But we want that to go back down throughout the day. And so if you're – if you think about it, your cortisol's high when you wake up naturally, great. If you're going to just go straight on top with caffeine, you're going to keep that cortisol high where if you give yourself a break, have breakfast, 
And if you eat um, fat, fiber, and protein with your breakfast and then have your coffee after, the caffeine spike's not as intense and your body can like process it better. If you've ever noticed like you drink coffee on empty stomach and you're jittery and shaky versus if yeah. you have it with food, it's exactly that reaction. Okay. So interesting to know. I've always noticed that if I have coffee and I haven't had food, I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't know what's happening to me, but that's so cool. Um, Okay. Other question for you really fast is for someone maybe who doesn't want to feel restriction, um, what is, what are your best tips for not restricting, but still being mindful of the different foods you're eating during your cycle? I think that's such a good question. And you know, that's why like I don't subscribe to necessarily the traditional like you have to eat these foods at this cycle and only these foods and you can't have these other foods because I come from like a restrictive background myself. And so yeah. that's something where I think it's really tuning in and listening. And so I know you do this a lot with exercise too because it's not one size fits all. What works for me won't necessarily work for you, won't work for someone else. So listening and actually seeing like, are you naturally craving certain things? Is your body naturally telling you and like tuning in might actually give you a path that's much more beneficial for you. So I like to focus on, okay, knowing that you have better in like insulin sensitivity and blood sugar control in the first half of your cycle. And then knowing in the second half of your cycle, you need a little bit more food and more protein. I think that that's a great place to start. Additionally, just knowing that balancing out your meals with fat, fiber, and protein, you don't have to count macros. You don't have to count calories. You don't have to count anything. You can eyeball it and say, okay, do I have a fat? Do I have a fiber? Do I have a protein? An example of that would be like, okay, I'm going to have, so I like eat carrots with my breakfast. I try to get veggies in like early in the day. So like I'll do like a piece of Ezekiel toast, I'll put an egg on top and then I'll put some avocado and I'll put some carrots and sprouts. And so you've got fat, fiber and protein in that. So I think mm -hmm. if you approach it that way, it might be better than subscribing to I have to eat these foods at this time. Yeah, I love it. That's so cool. I do the same thing because I mean, I don't eat like I guess I have, I just downloaded a chart on like Google that has just kind of like the recommended foods for the different phases. And I've been using that just as a kind of like a base, kind of just like a guideline. If I'm going, it's really helpful to go grocery shopping, to be honest, because I feel like I definitely have more of like an idea of like what I want to be cooking that week. But at the same time, like if I like last week, I went out and got like Italian food and I don't know if that was cycle syncing. I didn't care. I was like, I want Italian food right now. I want like a big fat big fat platter of pasta and marinara sauce. <laughs> so that was like a moment of balance. And I come also from a restrictive background and it's just, if there's any moment, any time where you feel like you're really restricting yourself or you feel like that, just kind of like, oh my gosh, like I can't eat this. Like I can't do that. I think it's really important to take a step back and just to also remember like, you're not always going to be hundred percent perfect at every single thing you're doing. And that is literally so normal. Hence why my podcast is called healthy be human. Cause you're a human being and we need to have some balance in our life. So I love, I love that you're not restrictive with it. And those are some really helpful tips for sure. Yeah. Thank you. And something else, you know, so in my like teens and early twenties, I was in recovering for an eating disorder and, you know, I'm almost 30 now and I have a lot of leftover, um, gut issues and other things that come from that background. And so balance is so important and it's such a gift. And so if anything is going to rob you of that balance, like it's not worth it. So yeah. just to add on to that, like 
you know what's best for your body more than anybody ever could. Like you are your own body's expert. So take everything with a grain of salt too. I have one more really quick question actually that just popped up. For someone who is on birth control, can they cycle sync their foods? That's such a great question. So it depends on what kind of birth control you're on. So if you're on a hormonal birth control, you're not actually most likely, well, hopefully you're not ovulating because the whole, what it does is it shuts down the communication between the brain and the ovary and then you aren't ovulating. And so you're not going to be going through these progressions, but if it makes you feel good and you want to do it, you can. The biggest thing on birth control is focusing on vitamin C, magnesium, and your B vitamins through food and supporting your gut health. So gut health can be disrupted along with those vitamins that I just mentioned. Um, we created another product called Cycle Bites. It's a one-a-day food bite that has like, it's like a multivitamin, but it's all from real food. We created that for people who are on birth control so that they could have some support without having to, because they don't technically have a cycle. So all that to say, you can cycle sync if you want. It won't have the same benefits, but I would just recommend focusing on getting enough fiber getting probiotics, and then those B vitamins, vitamin E, and vitamin C, and magnesium. Cool. I love it. That's so, so cool. Okay. Before we go, plug yourself. Where can everyone find you? And also, I want to know more about the products that you have available too. Yeah. So if you want to connect with me, my Instagram's carbs and Kate, like a piece of bread, like a carb and Kate. Um, I did a TED Talk last year on the period stigma. So if you Google like Kate Morton TEDx, you can find it there. And was on my first period story. And I'm really passionate about everyone feeling confident in their body. So I did that. Our website's funkitwellness.com. We've got seed cycling kits. We've got our cycle bites, which are the very first 100% food-based vitamin for the menstrual cycle. We specifically designed them for you guys. It took 135 different tries to get it right. So I think we've nailed it now. So give those a try. Um, we've got Revitalize, which is a perimenopause seed blend. We've got a maca powder, which is for energy, vitality, and libido. So lots of options on the website. And then our Instagram and our TikTok are just funky at wellness. I love it. That's so cool. You were on TEDx. What the heck? It was cool. Oh my gosh. That's so cool. I'm going to have to watch that. Was it, how was it? Was it scary or like really exciting? Like what was, how do you feel? It was so exciting, but it was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. And I like memorizing. So memorizing a 10 minute talk and all I just want to get up there and make sure I made sense. And it took like weeks of practice. And so it was probably one of the hardest things I've ever done. And I'm not going to lie. I haven't been able to watch it all the way through yet, even though it was almost six months ago. But everyone told me it was it's really good. Um, I'll watch it this week. Actually, I need to watch. I need to face my fear of watching myself on camera. But it was really cool. And, you know, I started my period really young and it really kickstarted a lot of unhealthy behaviors for me because of my lack of education and just shame I had around my body. And so if I could save like one other person from having that body shame, that's my whole goal and like why I'm here doing this. Oh, I love it so much. You are such an inspiration and everyone go follow her, go check out all of her stuff. And thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I've loved having you here and learning all about all things cycle syncing, seed cycling, hormones, foods, like so helpful. I'm going to listen back and like take notes because it was so great. Thank <laughs> you for having me. And then, yeah, Period Chats is my podcast also. And we're our episodes are going to be coming out this week. It's like what, April 3rd? I'll, it'll be out on Thursday. So cool. I can't wait for everyone to hear about you. This will be out on Wednesday. So it's perfect. Yay! Yay! <laughs> 
Thanks so much for joining me for today's episode. If you love this episode, please feel free to leave a rating. It helps our show so much with reaching more people all around the world and spreading light and love into their lives. Also, go check out Kate on all of her socials and her website, Funk It Wellness. And I hope you have the best day ever. You're amazing and you're so special. And I hope you never, ever forget that. All right, I'll see you next week. Have the best day and stay sweaty and healthy but human. Bye.